Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Before we start the show, I want to let you know something. My latest novel, Personal Fable, is free for the next uh, few days. So if you're hearing this ad, it's currently free if you're a Kindle user. So just look it up on your Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can even get one of those for free by getting the free Kindle app on your phone. And then head over, get Personal Fable, have a read, and if you love it, leave a review. And I hope you love the story. Now, let's get on with the podcast. P.S. The promotion runs the 11th, 12th and 13th of March. Welcome back, Hemming Brainiacs, to the podcast talking about George Meredith. I liked George Meredith. I, th- I liked the the flow of his poetry. Um, that first one, the really long one, uh, had some really nice lines in it and the structure of it, the way that it flowed made me feel like it was slowly rewiring my brain, like the syntax of my brain to start to flow in the same way. I think just by virtue of the fact that it was so long, but so consistent in its tone and its rhythm. Um, And I liked that. I just felt like it was the kind of poem where if you read it a few times, it would actually affect your writing, um, which is an awesome attribute of any piece of writing. Swim says the Mama Fishy says, George Meredith was a popular poet and novelist in his lifetime, but not really known now. I didn't know of him either. I enjoyed his poetry. So some interesting facts. In 2011, the famous piece of classical music called The Lark Ascending topped a British poem. Ralph Vaughan Williams composed the piece, but Meredith wrote the 122-line poem which inspired Vaughan Williams. Poem, not in our book of verse, it's really good. The Lark Ascending. You can look up that and find it online. And there's also Vaughan Williams' musical piece, which is quite beautiful too. You can find that on YouTube for The Lark Ascending. He posed for the famous portrait of the Death of Chatterton painting by Henry Wallace in 1856. Chatterton was the poet we read some time back who killed himself at 17 by arsenic. And the painting is here. Okay, I'm going to have a little squiz at that. He revolutionized the sonnet form. The sonnet is traditionally 14 lines, but Meredith chose to innovate for his 1862 sonnet sequence, Modern Love, by adding an extra two lines. Modern Love is a sequence of 50, 16 lines, so sonnets about the failure of a marriage, an episodic narrative that has been described as a novella in verse. Very cool. I'm curious about his novels. Um, Oh, excuse me. Are you already here? How rude. Uh, Okay, here's the picture, I guess. I have to accept some cookies. Henry Wallace, it looks like a man who's been poisoned, is what the painting is. It's a young man, very pale, red hair, flopping halfway off a bed, with some torn notes on the floor and shoes and bits and stuff scattered around. It's a nice picture. Um, Alright, cool. Uh, George Meredith novels. I'm going to Google that and see if anything comes up that we would recognise. Um, the Egoist... The Ordeal of Richard Feverell, History of Father and Son, Diana of the Crossways. That sounds sort of familiar. 
Love in the Valley. The Shaving of Shagpat. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm not, I'm not recognizing any of them. But I do wonder um, if they're any good. I'm curious. I bet they're probably on Gutenberg or something like that. Today we are reading another poet whose name is, if I scroll down to where we're up to, Alexander Smith. Probably just, I'm just going to do one today. Um, it's a bit late, I'm a bit tired and I have a big day tomorrow. Going to Funfields Water Park for my birthday. I'm turning 37, but of course to celebrate we're going to a water park with all my nearest and dearest who all, of course, have kids. So, um, you know, water park, go down some water slides with the kids, the splash park for the littlies. It's going to be awesome. Um, Alexander Smith, 1829 to 1867. The poem is called Love. The fierce exulting worlds, the motes in rays, the churlish thistles, scented briars, the windswept bluebells on the sunny braes, down to the central fires, exist alike in love. Love is a sea, falling all the abyss dim, of lawnest space, in whose deeps regally suns and their bright broods swim. This mighty sea of love, with wondrous tides, is sternly just to sun and grain. Tis laving at this moment's satin sides, tis in my blood and brain. All things have something more than barren use. There is a scent upon the briar, a tremulous splendour in the autumn's dews. Cold morns are fringed with fire. The clotted earth goes up in sweet-breathed flowers. In music dies poor human speech, and into beauty blow these hearts of ours. When love is born in each, daisies are white upon the churchyard sod, sweet tears the clouds lean down and give, the world is very lovely, oh my God, I thank thee that I live. Barbara On the Sabbath day, through the churchyard old and grey, over the crisp and yellow leaves I held my rustling way, and amid the words of mercy falling on my soul like balms, mid the gorgeous storms of music in the mellow organ calms, mid the upward streaming prayers and the rich and solemn psalms, I stood careless, Barbara. My heart was otherwhere, while the organ shook the air, and the priest with outspread hands blessed the people with a prayer. But when rising to go homeward, with a mild and saint-like shine, gleamed a face of airy beauty with its heavenly eyes of mine, on mine. Gleamed and vanished in a moment, oh, that face was surely thine, out of heaven, Barbara, O oh, pallid, pallid face, O oh, earnest eyes of grace. When last I saw thee, dearest, it was in another place. You came running forth to meet me, with my love gift on your wrist, the flutter of a long white dress, then all was lost in mist. A purple stain of agony was on the mouth I kissed that wild morning, Barbara. I searched in my despair, sunny noon and midnight air. I could not drive away the thought that you were lingering there. Oh, many and many a winter night I sat when you were gone, my worn face buried in my hands beside the fire alone. Within the dripping churchyard, the rain plashing on your stone, you were sleeping, Barbara. Among angels, do you think of the precious golden link? I clasped round your happy arm while sitting by yon brink. 
or when that night of gliding dance of laughter and guitars was emptied of its music and we watched through lattice bars, the silent midnight heaven creeping over us with its stars, till the day broke, Barbara. In the years I've changed, wild and far my heart has ranged, and many sins and errors now have been on me avenged, but to you I have been faithful, whatsoever good I lacked, I loved you, and above my love still hangs that love intact. Your love, the trembling rainbow, I, the reckless cataract, still I love you, Barbara. Yet, love, I am unblessed, with many doubts oppressed. I wander, I wander like the desert wind, without a place to rest. Could I but win you for an hour from off that starry shore? The hunger of my soul was stilled, for death hath told you more. That the melancholy world doth know things deeper than all law, you could teach me, Barbara. In vain, in vain, in vain, you will never come again. There droops upon the dreary hills a mournful fringe of rain. The gloaming closes slowly round, loud winds are in the tree. Excuse me. Round selfish shores forever moans the hurt and wounded sea. There is no rest upon the earth. Peace is with death and thee, Barbara. Or Alexander Smith for you ladies and ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Um, awesome. That's it for tonight. Thank you for listening. See you tomorrow.